0: Welcome to the second episode of The Guide to Truth. And you know, this whole series we've been focusing on living a not guilty life. Uh, we have Shane here and we have our special guest, McCalla from The show Road. That's right. Woohoo! There
1: you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And y'all know it's always a good time here. We're always here to have some fun, but even more to share the word of God, to spread the word of God, that word that brings liberty and freedom. That is our ultimate goal here at The Guided Truth, that people would experience the the knowledge and the word of God and be guided into literally all truth. So for this second episode, y'all know y'all had fun the first time. We was delving into what it means to be not guilty and... Today, we're going to be talking about what it means to live a guilt-free life, living that Christ life, (laughs) that Christ life, and we gave you the verdict of you not being guilty not because we said it, but because God said it, Jesus said it, he did it for you, and you know, when prisoners are released from prison, they go through social reintegration. The social reintegration program is... Propose to help those who once were imprisoned pr- or imprisoned learn how society works or the necessities they need to function in this new life so especially if they've been in prison for a long time a long period of time they are assisted with Getting a job, living, um, living accommodations that assisted with, you know, um, relapse prevention. For some people, they even get a parole officer yeah. that would keep them on track or prevent them from committing another crime. Why is this important? You know, after living a life, like, not just feeling guilty, but actually being guilty, we can easily default back into what we know. We need an environment and a behavior change. We need guidance and someone to teach us which way to go, how to live in this new free life. So if we stay in the same environment and our thought thought patterns are more likely to act and respond like a prisoner rather than a free man, are you a free woman? Oh, yeah. Are you a free man? Oh, most
1: definitely.
0: So, like, we, we talked about having a parole officer. And, you know, for me, you know, just thinking about that, you know, the Holy Spirit is our parole oh officer. You know, he's like, you know, he's <laughs> teaching us how to live, how to walk, how to breathe, how to talk. this Christ's life. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ has what set you free from the law? Set you free from the law. Set you free from the law. Of sin and death. I
2: was like, wait. It feels like
0: she wants you to finish
2: this, but should you? Because the flow is going on very nice. But okay.
0: But like I was just putting emphasis on the fact that we are set free from the law. The kingdom of God is legal, y'all. It's legal. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to accept that. A lot of people don't want to think about the fact that we were living a life because of rep- repercussions, you know. Mm-hmm. Some people did something they say wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Someone eat the apple. And I know we all been seeing yeah. that, that video. That i don't mean <laughs> you. Uh, like, I know y'all saw the video on social media without one person they just eating that green apple. All <laughs> the yes. dropping out. It was like, we saw it. God give the instruction, Eve. <laughs> 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 Not having a care in the world. But, you know, in a different version, it says you belong in Christ and to Christ, so you won't be punished. So now anyone who is in Christ is judged, not guilty. So step one, this is step one to living a guilt-free life. You have to know why you can live this guilt-free life. Why? So, um, Galatians 5 verse 1 says, for freedom, Christ has set you free. Stand firm, then, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Mm -hmm. It says, stand firm and do not submit again, which means that you have a choice. You have a choice as to what you submit to. At least we have, and then another version says, at least we have freedom. For Christ has set us free. We must always cherish the truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of the past. So, Shane, what does it mean
1: to be free? For me... To be free is to be completely... Completely... <laughs> completely, completely... Be, uh, uh, for a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, once you accept Christ... Once you have repented... Once you have... Say, yes, I truly accept Christ into my life... Because you have been... When you accept Christ in your life... As I was just explaining to Miki in the car... Like, some revelation that I had was like... I have been made one of christ so jesus stands on my behalf saying to god like hey yes this one is indeed free just like the, just like the song that said um i'm free indeed we really have to understand when we sing these songs that we are truly free indeed we have been made free through christ not for ourselves not for other men, not for religion, not for anything else, but through Jesus Christ because we have been made one. That's why, that's why I love the word, you know, the word says we have the mind of Christ. We have been seated with Christ in heavenly places. So that means Jesus does everything on our behalf. So for me, I know I'm free in Jesus Christ because I'm made one with Jesus.
0: I don't. You can't even say nothing else after that. What about you, Mickey? What does freedom
2: mean to you? Um, when I think of freedom, first thing that comes to my mind is being able to do something that you have never done before, Mm. without any hesitation, with any, without any kind of hindrance. It's like you wouldn't give that second thought Mm. towards doing that that one thing, Mm -hmm. and when somebody says you're. Let's say you're free from fear.
1: Mind now, you
2: have this um, stage fright. You're, not, you're afraid to go and speak in front of people. So when the opportunity comes, you won't do it because you're yeah. considering all of these other factors. But in the absence of fear, <coughs> so somebody brings that opportunity up to you. And yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And you just shrug <laughs> the house. Mm-hmm. And in the back of your mind, you're not feeling like... I was afraid to do this i wonder what these people are thinking like it just eliminates so much of this external things that you normally have in your mind like you just go ahead and you just do it yeah
0: yeah that's what it is and i really like the fact that you gave an example because my following question is going to be like you know what are some areas where people don't exercise their freedom what are some areas like i know i always think of for example, depression and anxiety, yeah. you know, most people are probably thinking, wow, I can't believe I did that, I probably shouldn't have done that, <laughs> living all of that regret, yeah. that bondage of regret, yeah. you know, being a slave to regret, yes. or like being a slave to fear, oh my gosh, what if I do do that? What if I do turn out good? What if I do turn out successful? Yeah. Yeah. Some people are just afraid of responsibility. Listen. I, used to be a, listen, listen, listen. I used to be afraid of responsibility, but it hit so much because I was always doing stuff. Yeah. yeah. So people would never know like yeah. that was something that yeah. I was afraid of.
1: Listen.
0: And then when I got that revelation, I was like, but for why though?
2: When I was young, I used to be afraid of worshiping in front of so many people. And there was this one time that I was like, you know, Mickey, go ahead and just lift up your hands. Yeah. And it will take me some time, but I'll just like lift up my hands and then I'll bring it back down and then, then I'll ask myself, did you die? But did you die? <laughs> <laughs> did you die? Oh my
0: god. What were you afraid yeah. of? You're still alive. But yeah. technically Nothing you changed. died though. Think about it. Technically you, you died.
1: You died to yourself. You
0: died to yourself. But then like you <laughs> that that physical death of oh my yeah. gosh, did I die? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so like it's a, you just think of all the extreme things that could possibly go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you just hold yourself
1: in that box. So. And, it, and it, you know, it, it just it just baffles me as to how great it is when you when you really take that 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 reality of like, hey, I'm free to do this in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about them, but it's about my relationship with God and right. it's about my identity yeah. in Christ. Right. What I have been. Made what I have been made in Christ. None of myself. That's as Losanda said. I've been I've been dead. I've been made dead to myself. Mm-hmm. But now I'm in Christ, so I'm a new creation. So that means what I am free to worship. I am free to to speak the word of God mm-hmm. in front of anybody. Because something that I I used to struggle with. I'll be truthful and honest here. Is I used to I used to I was a very shy person. I would not sing on a mic in on a stage for anybody. <laughs> And you all kinda of <laughs> Yeah,
0: I remember the first time she had you to lay of worship on a Wednesday.
1: You all can kind attest. Of God is
0: good. Amen. I was, like, man.
1: I was like, man, I can't do this, God, I can't do this. But then I realized I was doing it out of my own strength. Mm. Not all of the strength of God. Mm. And not only that. I used to think about like, hey, what would what would what would the tech team think about me? What would mm-hmm. my other colleagues in in the worship team think about me? And that's where I realized like, hey, you can't be st- constantly struggling with with this identity yeah. because mm-hmm. you have been given that new identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good, and I love how you put it in with fear because a lot of times we don't recognize that fear and pride go yeah. hand in hand yeah because when you're thinking about fear you're thinking about everything that could go wrong to you yeah when you're in yeah. pride you're thinking about who you yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally
1: yeah
0: and i really so like it's so much of yeah. self and this life or this mm-hmm. free life this life in christ requires you to surrender so much to yeah. sacrifice yourself yeah you know because that's that's what it said like you know like yeah Wait, we're about to get into that in the next episode, but I'm trying to hold it in. But um, but no, seriously, like when I got the revelation that, you know, pride and fear, they they run hand in hand. Because even when you're in pride, you're not walking in the perfect love of God. You're walking in in yourself. And what does it say? Um, Where there is perfect love. Let me read that. It says like, there is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in God's love
1: and do you know that that brings in bondage mm-hmm. so that means you're not really free because mm-hmm. you're keeping your own self in bondage mm-hmm. causing pride to keep you in bondage causing fear to keep you in bondage yeah and that's I, and that's that's a, a thing that affects a lot of christians today is mm-hmm. is fear the fear yeah. of taking responsibility Fear of man, <laughs> the yeah. fear of man. trust me
0: like, 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 that, that, like? <laughs> i
2: like the fact that you mentioned about you know in the presence of love, fear yeah. is just absent, mm-hmm. and it just. If you were to just type back to, a couple more steps, but in love there has to be some kind of relationship. Right. right. Come on. No, if you okay, let's bring it down to our our time.
0: Let's go. Let's Come go.
2: I met Chain for the first time. Uh huh. There are certain things that I'm not going to share with Shane because I'm like, I'm afraid of yeah. being vulnerable. I don't, I, don't don't know talk what,
0: that. I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> Let let's be real. I don't know what I, you think
2: about me, right? We, we yeah. just
0: judge people. Honestly, we just judge people. Exactly. Yeah. We, don't, we don't... And sometimes we're not intentionally judging people, you know. We just judge people It just, just happens. happens. Just it's just happening. It's the happen. atom.
2: Everybody's scared, scared of that. <laughs> yeah. So we meet up again and gradually as we keep meeting up we get closer we form this kind of a bond and i start giving off more of my vulnerable sides and you know we start sharing certain things and gradually i'm becoming less fearful mm-hmm. of being machine so it's the same thing with god mm-hmm. if you yeah. don't know who god is mm-hmm. what god yeah. thinks about you the things that he said in his word then obviously in the place of that truth Fear is gonna go strong. Right? right. So the more that you get to know God, the more that you think of all the things that He said in His Word and what God thinks about about you, then that truth, you know, very truth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Shailous> <laughs> that truth is
2: it kinda holds. Right.
0: Like God's word and your Adamic nature. Yeah. Because it's like like you only fear what you don't know. Exactly. You literally only fear what you don't know. So the moment you know the truth, you know the reality, you Mm -hmm. know the foundation, Uh what is Mm -hmm. there to fear. Exactly. I I, I love how you brought up relationships too because I think about like the different relationships Mm -hmm. in my life and how God really had to break me in certain areas to be like, you know what, why are you afraid of this? Why are you afraid of this? And this person, I put put them there. Why are you afraid of me? And I made you. Why are you (laughs) afraid?
1: Even like Like, you scared of me? No, something.
0: But are you afraid of your mother? (laughs) Mm -mm. Are you are you afraid of like honestly? That is righteous fear. (laughs) (laughs) That is righteous fear. You know, but I like we grow, and not all of us really afraid of our parents punishing us. We just do it out of respect, you know. Yeah. But like that's even that even in that sense we experience the love of a parent that parent that chastens that parent wants to keep you on the right path you know that that healthy kind of love of course all parents have you know have had some kind of emotional baggage some things that we do or don't know we we are in a different time where parenting is changing the way how we experience love is changing but it all boils down to knowing the true love of God. You know, that breaks
1: away that fear, that pride, that self. And, and, and as you brought up the the scenario of parents, fearing your parents, it's like something that just brought me back. Like, I always tell myself, I thank God that my parents used to, like, whoop me at times <laughs> because... But one thing that my mother did was that even if she whooped me, she would come back and tell me, like, why was Mm the cause of that? Mm -hmm. And why? And still tell me that, hey, even if I whooped you, but I still love Love you. you. And that's the same with God. Mm -hmm. So I but understand that God loves you so much that he wants to straighten your path. So he wants to get you back to that certain, to that straight road that he has you on. So sometimes you might say, Well, I'm ah, going for that. I'm so tired of it. But sometimes God is actually showing you like, hey, I love you. So that's why I'm causing certain things to happen in your life for that reason.
0: That's good. Um, and even as we're talking right now, as we're getting into this topic, you know, there might be some things that are highlighted that are being highlighted, or you might be thinking of something like Is that an area where I might be full of pride or fear or anxious or regretting? That's where the Holy Spirit, like, that's how he works. He would bring those things up to remembrance. He would bring them up and be like, hey, deal with this. And we are we're, here we're practical. How we deal with it, we say, you know what, Holy Spirit, this is what you brought us. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm looking at. I give it to you. Help me in this area. Yeah. Help me in this area. You know, I give you full permission. I give you my heart. Do what it is that you need to do. Yeah. You know, it's really that simple, I think. Of course, everyone has their way of prayer. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their relationship of prayer. But sometimes we try to make it so be trying to make it like there are certain things that we need to do yeah. that we need to try and get some kind of stone,
1: religiously
0: some kind of you know chant book and be like yeah. you know to run from east to west <laughs> right <laughs> you know yeah. like a lot of religious things when god is like i don't care about religion i care about relationship yeah. with you i yeah. want you to know me so much that i need you to understand how much i know you more than you yeah like okay. i know that it's there I, I'm a father that convicts, my Holy Spirit convicts, it will bring those things up, but I won't condemn you, if you're in me, if anything, I want you to change, I want you to change your way. But
1: the word of God says, I have blotted out every Mm -hmm. one of your sins, or I have atoned for all of your sins. These are the kinds that Satan tries to bring back, your past, your past hurts, your past makes you feel guilty about that certain thing, but the Holy Spirit actually brings as you just said, to your remembrance, certain things that you have done so that you can fix it. But mm-hmm. Satan doesn't want you to fix it. Nope. Satan wants mm-hmm. you to continue living that life of mm-hmm. guilt. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit actually wants to heal you. So.
0: And and that's the thing. The, the enemy will operate so much from a place of, of using the law. Mm-hmm. Using the law mm-hmm. to keep people bound. Yeah. Like, legit. Like, here's the thing. People really forget that the devil knows the Bible. Yeah. yeah. He may may know it better than most Christians. That's why he's able to keep a lot of people Mm -hmm. bound, or at least think, have them think that they can be bound because he thrives in ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was just going to. And then I think about, you know, I was just reading this with a friend the other day, the Pool of Bethesda. From Galilee, Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish feasts. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, there's a pool called... And it says the house of loving kindness. And another version says the house of, you know, God's mercy, the place of God's mercy in Greece, surrounded by five covered porches. Hundreds of sick people were lying under the covered porches, the paralyzed, the blind and the crippled. All of them waiting to be healed for an angel of God periodically descended down into the pool to stir up the waters at the first And the first one who stepped into the pool after the water swirled would instantly be healed. Here's where it gets good, right? Among the many sick people lying there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. Jesus said to him, do you truly long to be well? The sick man answered, sir, there's no way I can get healed, for I have no one to lower me into the water when the angel comes. And as soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, someone else jumps in front of me. Jesus said to him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat and walk. Now, let's point out to that. Jesus said to him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat and you will walk. Immediately he stood up, he was healed, so he rolled up his mat and walked again. Now Jesus worked in the miracle on the Sabbath. When the Jewish leaders saw the man walking along carrying his sleeping mat, they objected and said, what are you doing carrying that? Don't you know it's the Sabbath? It's not lawful for you to carry things on the Sabbath. He answered them, the man who healed me told me to pick it up and walk. They're like, what man? They asked him, who was this man who ordered you to carry something on the Sabbath? But the healed man couldn't give them an answer for he didn't know yet it was Jesus since Jesus had slipped away. There are amazing things in this one compartment of scripture, but one of the things that really stood out is the fact that they tried to use the law against this man. The Sabbath said... No one should be doing any work or carrying anything. Let's keep in mind that Sabbath is worship unto God. Like that yeah. time people take to worship, worship. unto God. As Christians, we live a life of Sabbath. Yeah. Everything that we Everything. do is worship. It's supposed yeah. to be a place of rest. God dwells in us wherever his presence is. Mm-hmm. There is rest. So technically, they ain't lying though. They ain't lying at all. We shouldn't be carrying anything. We shouldn't be carrying any burdens. We shouldn't be carrying any any sickness. We shouldn't sickness be, is burden. We shouldn't yeah. be carrying any depression. Anxiety. We shouldn't be carrying anxiety. We shouldn't be carrying pride. We shouldn't be carrying, you know, just stress, period. We shouldn't yeah. be carrying. So they eat life. They eat life but they try to use... This law to keep this person bound because yeah. why they were preaching the law from the law of death. And meanwhile, yeah. God, Jesus, who came to fulfill the law, came to bring life, fulfill it with, to show the law of life, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, but what I really love about this is they said, you know, who is this man? Like, who told you, you know, who told you you should, you mm-hmm. should do that? And his his response was, the man who healed me told me to pick it up and walk. Yeah. My boys, check it. I take myself out of this equation exactly. completely. Yeah. I don't care what your Lord say. Go and take it up with Jesus. Yeah. And that's how we sound firm when we live in this Christ life. We, we declare what the word said. We do what the word said. Yeah. The authority of Christ covers any other thing, and we act on it. We act on it. Like, I read and I was like, hold yeah. on. This man said, the man who healed me, Y'all, I ain't got time for y'all. Go take it up with <laughs> Go him. Go
1: take it up with, his, with Jesus.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm just busy. I'm always <laughs> like at any point in oh, wow. time. Like wow, wow. It's just so much. There's just wow. so much about that. That that entire that. that entire story. I love that. Story, even though it's healing, yeah. it's about freedom. But you
2: know, in the initial part where Jesus came to him and asked him, like, "What are you doing here?" and <laughs> he's like, "There's nobody to push me in the water." <laughs> at that point there are a lot of us that remain in that what are our we, excuses yeah. exactly we bring Ex- about all these different kinds of excuses not knowing that the person asking us the question is the one able yeah. to tell us to pick up our sleeping bed which basically you can just liken it onto a state of ignorance yeah. right and god told jesus told him to pick up your sitting bed and walk, walk. But then God is, like, telling us, you are free, you are loved, you are all of those things. But then you're like, my family's not treating me right. I have no friends. Right. But then he's like, <clears throat> you are loved. I loved you. You are free. I made mm-hmm. you free. But then we always
0: come back and circle around all of these excuses. We, we, mm-hmm. we focus more on the reasons why on we cannot reasons, yes. why, uh, opposed to... Why we, should, why we should? Why we shouldn't? Why we can?
2: Thank God wait for His grace and mercy. Trust because me. if He didn't have it, He'll be like, yo. I'm, I'm to you, you. <laughs> like
0: you, and him to say, you want me here. Like I'm telling you, like patience to yeah, the yeah. ultimate level.
2: Because <laughs> you be like, I'ma wait till you get it. Like
0: you got about. This much left, <laughs> but it is in God's mind. He's like, you got about this much left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's a, it's very large. It's just large. <laughs> in grace Great of capacity. God, yeah, great capacity. My God.
0: So we released this to you for this second episode. Of course, it was shorter than the first. We promised that you know we wouldn't be as long as the first episode ever. Maybe. Promises are broken, and we thank Mm -hmm. God for grace. But but at the end of the day, we always extend this life of freedom to each and every one of you. If you would like to be a part of this family, be a part of this kingdom where you live a free life, we were asking you, will you be made whole? My God. Will you be made whole? Will you accept that? Christ is your Lord and Savior who died for you, who cleansed your sins, that truly loved you and gave himself for you. Will you do that? Will you do that? That is the invite that we, we extend to you. So just a simple prayer, Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you because you are the one that has truly died in the place of us. You were the one that took on every guilt, every condemnation. You are the one that took on all of our sin. You paid the price for each one of us, and If you are accepting Christ, this is where we say, you know, this is where you open up your mouth and say, I accept you as my Lord and Savior who died for my sins. I believe that you are the resurrected one, that you are the Lord, you are my Savior, and you are the one that allows me to live this free life. So, Father, we thank you for freedom. Jesus, we thank you for freedom. Holy Spirit, we thank you for conviction. And Holy Spirit, we thank you for helping us all to stay on the right path and guiding us into all truth. So, will you be made whole?